Welcome. We're Jackie and Brian, and this is As the Ice Cream Churns. Together, we founded Ample Hills Creamery, one of the most beloved ice cream brands of the last decade. Then we lost it all. We filed for bankruptcy a day before New York City shut down due to COVID-19. Now, someone else owns Ample Hills, and we're out of work. But we're ready to start over. Come join us for an exploration of what went wrong, and more importantly, what comes next. Our guides are close friend, Debbie Rosen. She created the cracked cookies in our hit flavor, salted cracked caramel. When she's not baking, she's a therapist. We thought she could help us navigate these troubled waters. Let's get started. Hey, Dobson. Debbie. Hey, how's it going? Good, good. Good. Okay, how are you feeling about the fact that the social is a reality and it's on its way to opening soon? Uh, excited? Yeah, terrified. Too. <laughs> no, uh, excited. Um, but I mean, it's just, it's entering uh, my dreams at night. And just the other night, maybe the night before last, I had this dream. And, and you know, you're a professional therapist. So I thought we could start with <laughs> me, me sharing this dream with you. Although it really doesn't require um, more than a, a second grade level to uh, analyze because it's so on the nose. As a screenwriter, I'm actually kind of embarrassed by how on the nose the dream is. But basically, uh, I was, um, we were getting ready for the big opening, this giant, huge party, and everybody was there. You were there, uh, you know, everybody, uh, all your family was there, Debbie. Like everybody we knew was there, including, you know, people that, uh, you know, are not quite on the friends list, you know, folks from the new. Um, I mean, from the old business that we had, you know, their CEO, our old art director, everybody was there. And we were getting ready for this big opening, but it wasn't really a scoop shop. It was a performance. So there was a theatrical stage and we were the ice cream makers, myself and my two assistants, like a big magic show, were ready to go on to perform to make this ice cream for everybody that we'd ever known. And uh, right before we went on, of course, uh, I, I turned to somebody up on stage and I realized that I had forgot to order the milk and the cream and we couldn't make the ice cream. And so I was like panicked and telling them to run to the grocery store to buy like pints of milk and cream when we needed, you know, hundreds of gallons. So very typical kind of um, terrifying dream that, you know, that I had the other night. Well... I'm not an analyst, but I'll just <laughs> say you don't have to be Freud. <laughs> to yeah. What it means. Yeah. I think that the thing is, it's like, uh, it's, it's, it's all the things that we realize we have to remember to do. Did we order the cups? We've got to find the spoons. Oh my God, did we remember to order aprons? And all of these things take, you know, two weeks or four weeks to arrive. And we're like, oh my God, if we're opening in six weeks and we didn't order that or we didn't order that. And so we'll wake yeah. up in the middle of the night yeah. and I'll remember, oh my God, wait, I have to find a place to buy the milk and the cream from. So yeah. those dreams are, even yeah, though they're, no, they're, they're, they're based in reality. They're right. Terrifying us, but they're helping, I think, process the things that we have to get onto the, the memory list. Right. And also just, uh, you know, being on display, right? Yeah. Watching. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, so you've begun construction and this is not your first rodeo. Have there been any challenges? 
Oh, well, it wouldn't be construction without challenges. <laughs> yes, yeah. There have been some, but uh, I think I think the thing that's so fascinating with construction is that until it starts, until construction starts, uh, everything that you're doing is all just ideas, plans, dreams, uh, when anything and everything is possible. And I, you know, before we sat down today, I just, I went back to listen to the end of the last episode just to sort of place myself as where we were a few weeks ago, uh, maybe five or six weeks ago when we recorded the last one. And I can hear in our voices and in the things that we spoke about and our tone, that feeling, it's that great open-ended, wide open, wide world feeling where everything was uh, still possible. And it's just it, when you're also in complete control of everything at that moment, you know, because it's all just ideas on paper, right? It's all the, the dreams and the thinkings about uh, what you want the place to look like, what you want it to feel like, what you want the ice cream to taste like. All of it is under your complete control because it's just things on paper. But once construction starts, reality sets in. And, you know, that's neither good nor bad or... Maybe it's both good and bad. I mean, the bad, the good being, uh, you know, you get to see things start to take shape. I mean, that's the ultimate good. You get to see your your dreams start to to form into reality, which is so exciting. The bad or the, 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 the negative is that you have to leave some things behind as things get locked in. I mean, you can't do everything. You can't build the Taj Mahal. And so budgets are no longer uh, pieces of paper or ideas, but they're tough decisions that you have to make every day and every single uh, day. Can you, can you tell me some things that you've had to alter or change in this process? Uh, there's so many examples, almost, almost daily. Um, you know, the ribbing structure that we love, we hadn't thought of last time we spoke. It wasn't in the budget. Um, and what I mean by a ribbing structure is these wood planks that stretch up the back wall behind the counter and across the ceiling over the dipping cabinets and the ice cream. Um, it's a beautiful architectural feature that will help define the space and hide some of the pipes and whatnot um, and make it feel less industrial, much warmer. But we had to find the money to make that happen. Um, and so we found that one trick is to lease some of the equipment, which frees up money now, so you pay later once we open. Um, and, you know, there's, there's a bunch of those, those types of decisions that we had to make. Um, we also had this amazing idea for a giant wall mural a 40 we have a massive wall in the party space 40 foot long wall and we were going to put up a 70s photo mural wallpaper you know the kind with trees and lakes and whatnot um so we were really into that and you know we still want to do it eventually um but we will we will yeah it's one of those things that'll have to you know wait maybe until we start to generate revenue yeah little decisions like that every day are you involved in the day-to-day -day process uh, and how closely are you working with the contractor well we're there a lot uh i mean not every day that might drive greg crazy yep greg i i mean honestly though i don't even know what we would do without greg greg 
just, you know, I've featured Greg on the Instagram a couple of times now because he's amazing. Um, he built out, um, I think it was like 10 or 12 of our shops. I don't yeah, all the I'm, ones in Brooklyn and Manhattan and Queens. Yeah. He, um, I mean, it's just not a typical relationship with Greg. It's, it's more of a collaboration. Um, yeah, I mean, we would do anything for Greg, honestly. Uh, you know, he believed in us when we were at Ample Hills. I mean, you know, so much, so much so that uh, he became an investor in the company. I mean, it's difficult for me to uh, to talk about and even to to remember, but of course that means that he lost a lot of money, uh, like so many others during the bankruptcy. Uh, I know we spoke about this in, in one of the early episodes, but. You know, he also had a lot of unpaid bills at the end, too, for jobs that he'd done for us that we couldn't pay him because we were entering bankruptcy. Um, and, uh, you know, and yet when I called him up uh, after all that had gone down in 2020 and, and all the money that we'd lost him to ask him if he would come back and, and come work with us and collaborate with us on this project, he said yes. Mm. He said yes. He was the one critical piece to to doing this right, um, and he said yes. He was the only one, uh, and and we're in it together. And he's just doing an amazing job. I mean, his attention to to detail. He cares about what he's doing. Uh, you know, he's not putting up a wall. That he 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 really cares about the whole picture, how it's built, how customers are going to respond to it how to hold up over time uh he just cares and 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 clearly he uh, believes in second chances and and is giving us a second chance and you know he's going to be a part of the social family uh for as long as we have the social because uh you know we're committed to him uh now to the to the ends of the earth yeah. for for his role and, and helping us with this absolutely oh that's a great story uh I do recall you saying you thought it was a 12 week job six weeks ago. Are you halfway done? <laughs> oh, boy. that would be a construction miracle. Yeah, yeah, it would be. I mean, I hope so. Uh, I think so. I don't know. Um, maybe. I mean, letting go is clearly um, I mean, that's that's a thing that that you therapists talk about right like you know letting, letting go, go and, and, and letting go. trying not to control everything right <laughs> well uh, I mean I think again I was speaking about it just a few minutes ago um, one of the great things that we have to practice is uh, letting go of all these things that we don't have control over right and and it's not even really uh, so much about Greg and and whether or not he's building fast enough he's doing everything he can it's really about uh, lead time on on materials. I mean, uh, I can't hurry up the delivery of a walk-in freezer. I mean, that's specifically one thing that we can't open with without a freezer to put the ice cream in, um, to store the ice cream in. And the lead time on freezers uh, anywhere in New York and throughout much of the country is 12 to 16 weeks. So. Yeah. We're looking at, you know, September, August. I mean, we can't open then. We have to open in the summertime. And so it's just been terrifying just trying to find a walk-in box. I mean, that, that's not what I want to be thinking about right now. But we did find one, finally. We found a company that can make them in the next two to three weeks. 
Um, but they're in California, so we've got to ship, you know, two giant walk-in boxes across the country on a flatbed truck, which, of course, you know, adds to the cost uh, exponentially. But those are the kind of things we don't have, uh, you know, um, and, and it's all because of the pandemic. I mean, these are lingering effects of COVID because of a year of these businesses in construction uh, in all different industries being shut down and everybody's back up and working again which is wonderful and exciting but it means that there is a crush on certain things lights being out of stock cabinetry the finishes i mean uh we've had to um yeah i mean we've had to pivot yeah. a lot um and just figuring out well okay this light is out of stock what are we going to do you know we wanted an orange light that had you know a dome shape that was um, made out of fabric and mm. you know it's just like uh, okay next what are we gonna do um, you know I mean we're doing a lot of this design work ourselves this time around too so um, we spent a lot of time on these websites um, searching for you know uh, for mica colors oh my god for mica, yeah for <laughs> mica counter that's something that's so exciting because um, you know the countertops in our old shops were always like a quartz or a you know a stone a marble, marble kind of thing mm -hmm. right um, uh, which was nice but we really wanted to go for mica which is like such a a key 70s thing and um, so you know but the, the the biggest challenge was trying to find the right color that could go with the logo and with the wood facing of the cabinets and and um we and again we're just you know pivoting all the time because yeah. you know there's a color that's out of stock there's another color and we we're trying to do the booths you know and have the booths not clash with the blackboards and have right. the blackboards not clash with the, the countertop yeah, yeah. and again it's just the two of us kind of you know working yeah. on the design and greg yeah um, and greg <laughs> but the color it's called water spout I just love that. So water spout. It's like the perfect combination of blue and green. And uh, it just, when combined with the wood facing, has such a, a nostalgic uh, 70s feel. It's just beautiful. So alongside construction, what else are you working on? Huh. Well, we got our uh, phone number for the social. 718. Ooh, 718. Old school and fitting. Exactly. 718-304-5387, um, which I like because it has a nice ring to it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah, don't call it yet. There's, nobody will answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll have to set up the voicemail. Yeah, today. that's true. Yeah, Next week. I haven't set it up. Um, and we also have a landing page for our website, which is also exciting. TheSocialBrooklyn.com. The social Brooklyn, the social Brooklyn dot com. I hope yep. that that has a ring to it. Anyway, um, uh, the folks at uh, Bento Box are helping us build that, which is awesome, and I'm super excited about it. And we, oh, I um, I ordered T-shirts, <laughs> um, which I, I am incredibly excited about yeah. those T-shirts. Um, yeah, they're ring tees. Um, look it up; they're yeah. very cool. And um, and I think the, probably the most exciting part for us, I mean, I, I don't know, maybe I'll just speak for, for myself. I think the most exciting part is that we, uh, our, our amazing artist, Amanda Cavanaugh, um, created the most beautiful, beautiful Brooklyn street scene with characters for our pint containers that... Yeah for now will be sold only in-house um perhaps for shipping at some point in the near future but um yeah 
the idea was always to like try to create a Sesame Street kind of scene, you know, with the brownstones and characters on fire escapes, and uh, and so it's populated with people from you know our family and friends, and and they and it wraps around this container, and it just it's so vibrant and full of energy and color, and it just it's 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 a work of art itself on a pint container of ice cream. It's so beautiful. Well, we always have to talk about ice cream at some mm. point. Right. Um, so, Brian, I see on Instagram new flavors you're creating. What's the process like for you? Well, I mean, I wish I had I wish I had more time to make ice cream again. That's funny. I mean, it's like, uh, I don't know, a month ago, even uh, two months ago, I was making ice cream every day because there wasn't really anything else to do yet. It was still so early and all these other decisions about Formica colors were like way off in the distance. And um, so now I'm not getting to do it as often, but it's still uh, it's still really important. And, and what's really great is now with the uh, COVID uh, sort of starting to lift and, you know, we're vaccinated and our friends are all vaccinated. Um, and so people are starting to come over. I don't actually know why you haven't come over yet, but, you know, you're vaccinated. <laughs> So you, you guys need to get over too to try some of this ice cream. But it allows us to have friends over. They get to sample the ice cream. We make ice cream, and uh, and that was like even a, a decade ago before we started that that other ice cream shop. We would make ice cream, and people would come over, and we would test it with them, and they would give feedback. and And so we, we'd been missing that piece, and so that's uh, that's back with a force. And like the other night, I was working on a flavor a croissant infused ice cream so all the kind of flaky crusty bread and butter flavors that are in a croissant um infused into the ice cream itself so the ice cream is smooth and, and 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 delicious but tastes like that croissant and then in that we did two different flavors we one we swirled uh ribbons of nutella and the other, we swirled ribbons of raspberry jam. So for me, like I, you know, raspberry jam, I'm not even sure it even rates, right? For me, it was all about the Nutella because it's just chocolate, chocolate, chocolate. But what was fascinating is, you know, we shared it with everybody at dinner and, and Jackie and, and the kids and um, and our, our friends. And, and you even did a post, I think, online and people responded similarly. Yeah. But the, the raspberry jam, you know, was just it just sung because with with the nutella even though it's so good it just tastes like nutella ice cream because yeah it nutella, takes over nutella yeah. takes over a flavor which you know i mean everyone loves nutella so it's a yeah. crowd pleaser it is yeah. but you know when you actually start to do the tastings which yeah is really and i think fun. that's the thing is that in on paper you're like oh wait you know because when i went to i actually went to the croissant store i went to the bakery <laughs> and they had three croissants they had a plain croissant they had a nutella croissant and they had a raspberry croissant i was like oh perfect I, that's what i'm going to do i'm going to try to represent the nutella croissant and the raspberry but in reality when you go and try the nutella ice cream and the, the croissant ice cream with the nutella all it does is it tastes like nutella but the raspberry one just the perfect balance of that uh, buttery flaky crust with the raspberry jam so that's uh, that's fun and, and honestly probably doesn't happen without the, the people sort of helping and participating well i'll be over later to give it a try okay good good <laughs> how about a donut update what's happening in that department how do you plan on integrating them into the socials identity um as an ice cream shop 
Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. I mean, you know, it's definitely something we we think a lot about because we don't want it to seem like uh, we're doing too many things. You know, it's, it's ultimately it's an ice cream shop, right? So it's an ice cream shop with donut. It's not a donut shop with ice cream. And so for us, what that means is limiting the number of donuts. You know, we're not Dunkin' Donuts. We're not going to have 30 different kinds of donuts. We're going to have a few, four, five flavors of donuts, warm, delicious cake donuts that are just mastered and perfect, um, but just keep the menu relatively simple and then pair them, more importantly, pair them with ice cream. So, you know, the, the key to in terms of integrating it is just having the signature donut sundae that will feature, you know, uh, we used to have a signature brownie sundae and an ooey gooey butter cake sundae. And we'll offer those to folks if they want, because we'll have all those things. But to have this sort of featured, uh, warm, fresh, uh, freshly made donut uh, with ice cream over it, and hot fudge and with cream and all and, that. And, you know, I mean, you did perfect the chocolate donut. Yeah, I've got to I've got to shout out this <laughs> insanely chocolate, insane chocolate donut, because um, we did taste testing, yeah. and when you close your eyes and you ch- and you taste um, various other types of um, chocolate donuts, you actually it doesn't taste like chocolate. Yeah. So it's an interesting thing. It's hard to get the flavor it's of chocolate into a cake donut. It really is. I mean, they look beautiful. Yeah. The texture is so and, beautiful. And I think you think that it tastes like chocolate because yes. you're looking at it. But if Absolutely. you if you're doing a blind taste, try it. I mean, I, I swear I'm not. <laughs> I'm not making this up. Like, if you actually go to, like, you know, two places and and try these, you know, chocolate donuts and then try... I mean, they just yeah. don't... That's because if you, if you even if you look up recipes online, you know, there'll be a quarter of a cup of cocoa powder and a whole recipe for a, a, a chocolate donut. And that's not going to get you a lot of flavor. So, you know, we really work to try to up the, the chocolatey flavor in that donut. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that. Um, yeah, and then, you know, in terms of going with donuts, too. Yeah, you wanted to chat no, about I'm coffee. excited about leaning heavier into the coffee component of, you know, because obviously you want um, a good cup of coffee with your donuts. So we haven't chosen a coffee company to work with. I'm excited that we're going to actually get back our first espresso machine that was gifted to us um by a friend of ours who um services espresso machines in fact i think we we traded the machine for a couple of birthday parties for his kids which was great so we're getting that back because he's of course you know servicing it and making it you know shiny and new and um and then we have to choose a, a, a good coffee company so um, if anyone knows of one, please DM me or yeah. has any ideas. Um, I'm happy to entertain because I'm, I'm doing that right now. Wow, that all sounds amazing. Last time we touched on the culture of the shop and your vision. How is that getting fleshed out? I mean, it, it's great. Uh, you know, there's so many uh, challenges. And as we sort of compare it to what happened with uh, the other business, you know, with Ample Hills. I mean, when we did that, we really had, uh, you know, what I would call a, a go with the flow vibe. And, and, and we were very relaxed and, you know, took it day by day. And we thought that that was the sort of the best and most open way of communicating and, and establishing a culture and, and, and establishing a, a free to be you and me vibe and a feel <laughs> that, that kind of go with the flow. But ultimately, that 
it seems strange and counterintuitive, but that go with the flow vibe when stretched as far as we sort of stretched it ends up in a lot of miscommunication, confusion, a, confusion, a lack of expectations, uh, clear expectations, clear roles, clear de defined roles. And so what happens is you, you have people doing things that they don't think they should be doing, people doing more than they wanted to do, people uh, feeling put upon, um, just a, a lot of um, strange things that develop when what you think you're doing is allowing for the most possible freedom. And so it's, it's a, it, it is strange and counterintuitive, but I think after having done it and spent all yeah. that time, uh, we now have over 10 yeah. years developed. Oh, yeah. and I mean, also, you know, we didn't have a clearly defined and written vision. Um, I've been working on this vision, you know, with Brian, you know, from the minute we decided that we were going to open the social um, and what, you know, that path is going to look like towards, you know, you know, what is what is the vision for the social five mm -hmm. years from now? What do we hope to have achieved? And and really, you know, having that written down and then having other steps that, um, you know, are involved in that, like an employee handbook and, you know, communication cadence and all that stuff. All of that, yeah. you know. And you, you would think that it would crimp people's style, but it really doesn't. It, it gives guardrails yeah. to uh, their their the way that they're doing their work and their expectations, and they feel like they've been invited in along um, for a ride that they understand and that they can share in that vision if you share the vision with them. But mm -hmm. if you don't, then everybody makes up their own vision along the way. And right, that just, and then you're never on the same page. And yeah. it's and, and and that's you know what we learned. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> right. So everyone's on the same ride instead of right. Rides. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I know we're winding down here. Before we go, can each of you tell me one thing that you're both currently excited about? <laughs> okay. Well, mine may sound silly, but I'm so excited about it. Um, uh, so in the 1970s, one of my favorite toys were were weebles do you remember does anyone remember weebles? <laughs> yes okay. i'm not gonna sing I'm a little it. older but i do anyway okay okay so weebles had a saying or, or a um, uh, what do you call it a, a song a song attached a, a jingle right if you will on their on their commercials weebles wobble but they don't fall down anyway <laughs> stuck in my head um i also feel you know there's some kind of kin to the weeble in us right now but also i they make me happy i look mm. at a weeble and i uh, they just make me happy oh we're weebles we're wobbling but we're not i get it i like that we're wobbling but we're not that. falling down could it's, that be the uh, the socials tagline yes weebles well yeah right. I, I know so i'm very excited about the weebles so she's been buying a lot of weebles on on ebay and weeble My homes in yeah, my favorite is is actually an idea Jackie had. I don't know if, if, if folks remember, but at uh, at Ample Hills we used to have uh, we had these tables and we would have collages um, embedded in them from the very beginning. Uh, a decade ago we started and was always in every shop old advertising images from ice cream embedded in, in collages. And this time we wanted to do something embedded in the tables, but we didn't want to obviously do what we'd done before. And in keeping with the concept of the social and the idea of people coming together and spending time together, each of the tables uh, along the five booths that we have have 
are going to be a different 1970s game board. And so what we've done is we found these old games. Uh, Welcome back, Cotter. Uh, Star Wars, that's the one I'm most excited about, where they have to escape from the trash compactor. But those games will actually be embedded in the tables, and then we'll have second copies of the games with pieces so people can actually get them from the counter and play the games while they're eating the ice cream on the tabletop. So, I don't know, that's the thing I'm most excited about. Well, they're both great. <laughs> so looking oh. forward to getting an update soon. Yes, definitely. We're just a few weeks away. Well, maybe a month, a month and a half away, I hope. But uh, well, we we're hoping to open in mid-July. Yeah, so we'll, so we'll see. see. But we will uh, we'll be in touch soon. And thank you again, Debs. All right. Thanks, Debs. Bye. 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 -bye. Bye.